Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Connecticut, I say, ha. How about we talk about the United States of America exploring what's fun with the U.S. of A. My guests, Rock and Ron Sedaley, my radio hero. If it weren't for Rock and Ron, I wouldn't be doing radio. And Jack Gerling, who works in radio in New Zealand. He's 18 years old, and he has come all this way to travel across the United States of America and did so with Rock and Run. And the two of them are here with me on Spotlight Connecticut. I don't want to waste a second getting into this because we have so much to talk about. I don't think that we can focus on any one particular location for too long. So hopefully I'm going to give you a taste of their trip throughout the hour on Spotlight Connecticut. Well, the first thing I want to say to Rock and Run publicly is that I would not be doing this talk show right now if it weren't for Rock and Run. And I mean that because before there was internet streaming and before Jack even knew who Rock and Run was, I was listening to you. I was a kid in my backyard listening on a battery radio on summer nights to Rock and Run Sedaley's All Request Saturday Night on that other station in Hartford. And I said, I want to be like this guy when I grow up. Now, I'm not hosting a request show or anything like that. I'm hosting talk shows and newscasts now. But Rock and Ron, you changed my life, and I was just like eight years old. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for that. Morgan, you are a natural. And, it, you know, I please, it was nothing nothing that I did. You're very talented at what you do. And you, you, you went for it, and you are... You are so successful at a young age. You're working at a, a 50,000 watt AM radio station in a, in a major market, and you're doing the news. That's that's wonderful. I'm and telling you, it's because of you. So just wanted to thank you. Let's hear a round of applause for both men, Morgan Cunningham and Morgan Cunningham. <laughs> you don't have to do that, but I just wanted to say that as we start the conversation with Rock and Rod Sedaley. Jack Gerling, who's from New Zealand, you started this adventure, and that's what this really is, an adventure from coast to coast. You started in Connecticut, you went up to Canada, back into the United States, into Michigan, and you've worked your way across the country basically through the first three weeks of June. You left on June 1st, and you arrived on June 23rd. Now, I want to go over to Jack because you're from New Zealand. And this is your first time coming to the United States, correct? That's right, yeah. What did you expect when you came over to the United States? Why did you even want to come here in the first place? To be honest, from a New Zealand standpoint, all you see in the news and the media is school shootings, gun violence, and just all this negative stuff. And to be honest, the the, the reason I came, first of all, was to meet Ron and uh, everyone involved in uh, a radio station that we're all involved in called Fun Tower Radio. And also, uh, I'm doing Camp America, which is just below Seattle, which we are actually at the moment, so I'm going to be doing that for about seven weeks. But I've really enjoyed it so far. It's, it's definitely not what the media portrays. Ron, I should point out that there are a lot of Americans who have lived in this country for a very long time who have not gone on a voyage like this, and this is your first time going across the country, and you've lived in the United States your whole life. At 58 years old, Morgan, I had not been further west than St. Louis, Missouri, and I never possessed a passport until this year. Why the desire to travel? 
Well, I'm retired from my full-time job, so it's time to explore the country that I live in. And and this whole thing happened kind of by accident because, and I'll let Jack talk about this, his original plan was to come here, visit Hartford, and then fly out to Seattle to do camp. And he was shopping for airfare between New York and Seattle, and then I posed the question to him. I said, well, why don't we drive? (laughs) And then it just, the whole thing exploded. Well, I'd say that that's quite a happy accident. Yeah, it was. Very unplanned. We didn't know this was going to happen until, what, November of last year. I'm Morgan Cunningham at Spotlight Connecticut talking about the cross-country trip that Rock and Ron Sedaley and Jack Gerling went on from Connecticut to Washington State. This is WTIC in Hartford. Hi, this is Bob, originally from Waterford, and you're listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham on WTIC 1080 Hartford. Jack from New Zealand here in the United States on what is really a trip of a lifetime. I want to take everybody back to when you first came to the U.S. You landed at JFK. How long was the flight? How did it go? And what did you think of landing here in America? Because you told me when you first got here that you thought that there would be a lot more security than you went through. Yeah, well... Again, from a New Zealand standpoint, you see all this stuff about American airport security being real. Um, I, I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but you can bleep it out if I can't. <laughs> oh, boy. Just something kind. So I was a little bit frightened, but uh, when we got to JFK, it wasn't actually that bad. It was probably half an hour in line at security. Uh, but the, the flight itself was about 16 hours nonstop from Auckland to JFK. Um, there was actually quite a funny incident that happened on the plane. Um, I got up to go to the toilet. I went to the cubicle and I, I saw it was unlocked. So I went up, I opened it up, and straight away this lady, she slammed it back shut. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran back to my seat because I hate confrontation. Were you nervous at all, Jack? Yes and no. I I think it was more the nerves came from traveling to the other side of the world by myself. I've never gone this far before with family or or by myself, so it was definitely an unknown adventure. You get out of the airport. Rock and Ron is there to meet you. Now starts the adventure. (laughs) What? You think Ron is known for being late, Morgan. Oh, so he wasn't there to meet you. No, oh, I, I went out of the security area. I was looking forward to seeing him with a sign saying, Welcome to America, Jack. That's nope. not what happened? I was, the, I was there at the airport for about half an hour, called him, Where are you? Where are you? And then a little bit later, he pulls up at the front of the Ron, <laughs> come on. I'm a busy guy, Morgan. I'm very busy. And when is this? Like, what, two in the morning, three in the morning? No, no, it's uh, eight or nine o'clock at night. Yep. Yeah. He left Topa on Thursday night at 8 o'clock and uh, arrived in Hartford on Thursday night at 8 o'clock. That's so. funny. All right, so after you get picked up at the airport, you then went to a diner in Norwalk, Connecticut, on your way back up to Greater Hartford. What was your first experience stopping for food like in the U.S., Jack? It was different. Um, we went to, as you said, that, that place. It was like a privately owned family business. The, the waiter, he was just like, 
overly friendly, which you sort of don't get in New Zealand. Like, you know, they come up and say, what do you want? Bar, bar, bar. Really? They're so not that friendly I, over there? No. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's because they want tips or whatnot, but he came up, he was explaining what's best on the menu and uh, explaining the, like, the history of the restaurant, which I actually quite liked. It was, it was different. I remember the very first full day, I think it was, you were here in the U.S., because I've been following your adventure on Facebook the whole time. You took a nice stroll into Glastonbury. It was early morning. You went to Starbucks. So now you're starting to get experience at America's chains. Starbucks, eventually you went to Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, and you got talking with people who worked at these places. At any point, did they think that your accent was different? Well, um, yeah, that morning, it was, the, it was the day after I landed and got absolutely no sleep whatsoever. So I was just like, I'm going to go for a walk, explore a little bit, and came across Starbucks. And this was sort of my first or probably second encounter, I should say, with Americans. And I went in. I was like, hi, can I get a, a flat white? A, a what? So they, first of all, they don't understand what I want. And then when they said, can we have your name? I said, Jack. And when they called it out, they said, uh, order for Jay. <laughs> so the, the language barrier there is, uh, I mean, it's still there, but I've had a lot of Americans say, oh, where are you from? And I say, New Zealand. I love your accent. People can be very judgy here in the U.S. They could also be very welcoming, very friendly. You just never know what you're going to get. But you're finding in general that people have been very supportive and uh, welcoming to you. Yeah, and, and again, that's a stereotype that Americans are <laughs> I, Sorry, I, Another I thing I've got to bleep out. New Zealand's and American radio is very different, Morgan. You can say the F word and not get fined. Um, <laughs> no, a stereotype in New Zealand is that Americans can be quite mean and just not friendly, but I've actually found 95% of the time people are really kind and, like, you know, uh, very nice to um, me and everyone else. You got to experience lobster because before you went across country, you went up to Maine and you had lobster. Um, and then you went down to Manhattan. So we'll talk about these things very separately. So your experience having lobster in Maine, because that's not a food that exists from what I understand in New Zealand. You never had it before. No, we have a thing called crayfish, which is a little bit sweeter. Did you like lobster? Yeah, I did. It was, it was an interesting experience like cracking it open, uh, so much water came out of it. Did you have your little bib on? He had his bib on, uh, Morgan, but he was sitting across the table from me. All <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, Ron? So every, time, every time he cracked a shell, guess where all the water splashed? At you. At me. <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice and very different, too. You're heading up now into Canada, and you had concerns rocking Ron Sedaley that you guys were going to have a hard time at the Canadian border. We were interrogated at the border, Morgan. And you were? Yeah, it was an interesting uh, exchange. Border agents, what they'll do sometimes is they'll, they'll act kind of dumb and ask you questions, but they're looking for slip-ups. Could you give us an example of something they asked? Uh, he asked Jack if he was moving to America, mm. and Jack said yes. And that's when, when I wanted to jump in. I'm like, oh, I better not say anything. Then the, the question came around again because the, the, the border agent knew that he was from New Zealand. He had a, a working visa, right? Yeah. He was not 
planning on moving to America. He was planning on being here for so many days and going back. The question came around again, and then uh, Jack understood it and, and answered it correctly. I must say that it, the border agents, they do a great job. They do a great job when they ask questions and, and you know, when they want to look in your vehicle. Um, this is all to protect everybody. Mm-hmm. Jack, what was it like that first night in Canada? Because, as I recall, you guys went to some kind of carnival or festival, and it was late at night. What was going on with that? Yeah, well, we got there quite late, probably at 11.30 or whatnot. We went down to have a look at the falls. Absolutely stunning, as I mentioned before. And then there's a hill that uh, Niagara Falls is known for. It escapes my mind. It's a, it's um, an area of, of the ca- Canadian side of the falls where there, it's almost like being in an amusement park with... Uh, you know, haunted houses and wax museums, yeah. uh, miniature golf courses. There was one miniature golf course that had a, a volcano right in the middle of it where the, you know, flames were shooting out of the volcano. And I wanted to get that on video. And every time I took my camera out, I sat there and waited 10 minutes. No, no flames until I, you know, put the camera away. And then, of course, the flames would shoot out. And I can't remember the name of the area. I'm Morgan Cunningham. This is Spotlight Connecticut, and I should just mention here that we're talking with two people primarily, and then we'll bring on a third person toward the end of our show here together in our conversation about traveling across the U.S. Rock and Ron Sedaley, my radio hero, host of Hartford's All Request Saturday Night that used to be on another radio station here in Hartford, and Jack Gerling from New Zealand. He is experiencing the U.S. for the very first time. Now, you guys stayed in Michigan. Um, you had a bunch of friends that you wanted to visit along the way and people that you've never met before, I don't think, Rock and Ron. And so you're in Michigan. It seemed to be a very peaceful area by a lake. That's what I got from the post on Facebook. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, the population of Big Rapids was like maybe 7,000 people. A uh, very um, nice community. We visited with friends um, that uh, one gentleman who used to work in radio out on Long Island, he works for a radio station in Big Rapids, a privately owned station, uh, and we spent time with the owners. Uh, he took us out in his speedboat. They were just so welcoming, and it was just a, a fantastic time. And as you know, Morgan, when radio people get together, there's, there's lots of stories that, that get passed back and forth, and that's just what it was. I think that it was cool for Jack to see you in an FM studio, Rock and Ron, because, yes, you have your Internet streaming station now. However, you have not officially been on the air on an FM station, and in this case, an AM station, in a very long time. And I have to ask you, it's been almost 10 years since you were on the other station in Hartford, one of the big FMs here in the capital city. Do you miss that at all? Actually, I don't. I I I worked at the only radio station that I ever wanted to work at, and I did it for 20, almost 29 years, which is unheard of in this business. As you know, many people in radio work at many different places. I've always had a full-time job outside of radio. So that was probably one of the main reasons why I was able to have such a long run. It was very rewarding, and when the owners sold, you know, we were all dismissed. It was time to move on to the next part of my life, and that would be an Internet radio station. 
rock and run, just in the interest of our time and our conversation here, focusing on your cross-country trip. Next thing you know, you went from Michigan all the way to Iowa, which is a bit of a, a jump from what I understand. But somewhere along the way, you know, you had to stop at gas stations, 7-Eleven, and um, who knows, maybe McDonald's. And Jack, question for you, stopping by these roadside fill-up places, whether it's filling up in terms of food or filling up in terms of gas, uh, what was that experience like? Because there are so many options for that, and you're starting to witness yourself that the United States is huge compared to, say, Mm -hmm. New Zealand. What was that experience like for you? Well, obviously, you guys have different petrol stations, and you you measure by the gallon. And in New Zealand, and I also think in Canada, we we measure by the litre. So it was a bit confusing, and I didn't really understand the um, the conversion in a way. But you definitely saw going from Maine, where petrol was two dollars a gallon, to California, when it almost reached six dollars a gallon. It, it's, it's incredible. Six dollars a gallon. Yeah, I think the most we paid, I think, was five eighty nine a gallon. Mm. Where was that? Somewhere in California. Oh, my I, God. Yeah, I, I really don't want to think about it. <laughs> oh, you guys have been spending a lot in gas, I'm sure, anyway, this entire trip. The car that we're driving is very good on fuel. But, you know, you see these, these big trucks and SUVs pulling into the gas station. You know that they're in it for at least 150 bucks to fill up. I don't know how people do that. Mm-hmm. Now, how have you been budgeting this trip? And if you don't want to give me numbers and specifics, that's fine. But just in general, like when you were planning this trip back from November onward, were you thinking to yourself, I need to set aside X number of dollars because obviously, you know, you've got to eat, you've got to stay places, you've got to fill up at gas stations. So you have to keep that money factor in mind. How did you do that, Rock and Ron and Jack? Can I be honest with you? What? It can't take it with you. (laughs) It's true. I just... I, you know, we did the best we could. Um, we didn't, I don't think we skimped. Uh, I started to at the beginning. Let me just tell you really quick. When, when we were, our first stop was Niagara Falls. And the plan was I was going to book a hotel uh, just outside of the airport in Buffalo. And then we were going to drive to the, to the falls and then back to the hotel, you know, to, to save a little money. And then I, I thought, what, what am I doing here? So we ended up, you know, reserving a hotel on the Canadian side with a, with a view right over the falls. And that's the way you need to do it. Yeah. Many of you dream about it. They did it. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Jokingly calling it Spotlight USA this week as we explore country roads, no doubt, with Connecticut radio personality Rock and Ron Sedaley and New Zealand radio personality Jack Gerling, both of whom just went on quite the cross-country trip, and we're talking about it on Spotlight Connecticut, not wasting a single second talking about their adventure. I think you guys had a great meal in Iowa. Is that right? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay, uh, maybe um, am I thinking of Nevada? Well, what happened in Iowa? Let's start there because I'm trying to go sequentially. So you're in Iowa. The restaurant that I picked was a barbecue restaurant. It was featured in one of those Food Network shows that, you know, was really great. But the review was done in 2014, which obviously that's a long time ago, nine years ago. A lot's changed. It was okay, but it wasn't the best experience. We were really disappointed, Morgan. Like, we were looking forward to having, like, ribs that just fall off the bone sort of thing. But then 
when we got there, it was like you go up to the counter, you tell them what you want, and then you get like a um, a little what are they called those buzzer things that buzz at yeah. you, and yeah, it was it was meh. What was it like traveling through the center of the country? Because you always hear the stereotype that it's flat, it's boring, there's not a whole lot there, not a lot of people. What was your experience going through America's center? It went by pretty quick. I thought that was going to be the part where we were going to be just, you know, driving and driving, which we did. We drove. But, you know, there was a lot of conversation between Jack and I, you know, talking about what we're going to do next, uh, looking for things to, to stop and see along the way. And before you know it, you're at the next destination. Ethic sing-alongs. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Um, want it that way. Come on. Come on. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> you mean you're not singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall? Oh, no, no, no. I we guess times thought, have changed. We only played I Spy once, and that was when we were extremely bored. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about Colorado, Jack, because... Now you're starting to get into a whole different part of the country. You saw the East Coast, the hustle, the bustle, the lobster. You saw the falls. You got to experience a little bit of America's center, but now you're out west. And I remember you didn't quite know what to expect out west. What was that experience like when you got to see all of the mountains and you're in the Rocky Mountains and the air is different and you're elevated very high and uh, cell phone reception, not that great. What was it like, Jack? Well, as soon as we came into Denver, you could just tell that the landscape had changed. Like, there was, we actually went over this hill and then down, and that was, like, just the, the beauty. You saw the mountains. We hit, we hit it right on sunset as well. And we even pulled over to the side of the road just to take videos and photos because it was just, honestly, just stunning. And that's sort of where, from that part of the trip, where the, the beauty of America really settled in. Yeah. At what point did you make it up to Yellowstone? That was between when we left Denver. We took a nice a route through uh, the Rocky Mountains that took us to the south entrance of uh, Yellowstone. And just before we got to the, to the south entrance, we're driving up through the mountains and the temperature is getting lower and lower. You know, we started out at like 70 degrees. At, at one point, it was down to the mid-40s. And there was snow everywhere. Didn't you guys have a tour guide? You saw bears. You got stuck in some rural traffic in that area. So you had a different experience, I'm sure. Well, my first impression of Yellowstone, or what, what I knew about it, is based on the movie Yogi Bear. So when I watched that movie as a kid, I, I thought Yellowstone was just going to be like a, a smaller area with a cabin and maybe a couple of waterfalls. But... Going in there, it's massive. Like, it takes, I think, three hours to get from one side to the other, and it's it was just beautiful. Um, and also, I, I found quite interesting, we were talking earlier about the trees and how it was back in the 1970s, they decided not to completely put out fires when, a, like, a lightning strike hits the trees. And it's, it's actually better to let nature do its thing. And it's really cool to see like trees that have burnt down, say, six, seven years ago, and then trees that are starting to grow again like right next to them. And it's really cool to see that side of the park. I think a lot of the burns, that uh, the fires that happen out here, where possible, if they're not near populated areas, they do, like, controlled burns where they just, you know, they monitor the fires, you know, do minimal to stop them. 
You didn't see an active wildfire, did you? No. No, in fact, out this way, for the most part, the, the fire danger is either low, low to moderate, but if we were out here last year, it was, you know, it was pretty dry out here. They had a, a very uh, heavy snowfall this winter out this way. It was very welcoming uh, for many of the communities. At some point, you guys leave going from Colorado over to Utah. Was it kind of a sudden change? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like with the sand, we found a little area and we went Baheim, as Ron likes to say. And we uh, took his uh, Subaru Forester off roads and we went uh, up and down a whole bunch of sandy hills, uh, almost took the bumper off it. <laughs> oh, really? And, and we spotted like a cave that looked like a business. So we pulled over, went in, and it was really fascinating. It was um, a granddaughter who is sort of carrying on her father's heritage, or her grandfather's heritage, I should say. Um, in those caves, they used to have a restaurant and like a, a dancing room and a bar, and it's now like a museum, and it's got all the history of uh, her family, and it was really interesting to see. Definitely digging our Spotlight Connecticut this week with Rock and Ron Sedaley and Jack Gerling, all about their cross-country trip. This is WTIC in Hartford. Hi, I'm Kevin in Seymour, and I'm listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. So did anybody win big in Vegas? Well, no. Did you try? I couldn't gamble because I'm not 21, but he lost all his money. You know, Morgan, I hadn't been to a casino since February of 2020. That was the month before the pandemic hit. Oh, man. So I was used to not going to the casino for for all these years. And to to actually, you know, go to the ATM machine and take out $400 and sit down at a slot machine, I, I don't think it was something that's, I'm going to want to get drawn back into. I really don't. I was amazed how many casinos there were in Vegas. You'd walk down the street, every single window there was a slot machine. And there's people who sit in there for hours and hours and hours on end. They even have diapers, Morgan, because they don't... (laughs) I've heard that. I've heard that. Because they don't want to give up their slot machine. So they're... (laughs) Another word that I've got to bleep. Thanks, Jack. You're good for that. Sorry. Now, you had apparently the best meal of the trip in Nevada, was it, in Las Vegas? Yes. It was steak, wasn't it? Smith and Walensky. They have steak. They have a few different locations. They have them in New York City, Boston, and we dined uh, in Vegas at Smith and Walensky. And for me, that was the best dining experience I've ever had in my whole life. Me too. What was so different and what was so special about it? It mustn't have just been the food. They treat you like royalty. They treat everybody like royalty. Um, There's a lot of demonstration that goes on at the table. For example, we ordered the uh, 44-ounce tomahawk ribeye steak. 44 ounce? 44 ounces, and we polished it off. And I later said to Jack, I think we both could have polished off one of these each. That was a $260 steak, dry-aged, Morgan. And the wow. best, best steak I've ever eaten, the best experience that, that I think Jack would agree. Mm-hmm. It was the best experience we've ever had. Must have been one uh, hell of a tip that you guys left behind. Oh, yes. Next up, Los Angeles. 
where you guys got to see a number of very historic things, including Warner Brothers. Mm, yes. Now, was that a public tour, or did you have an insider that got you access in there? I, I don't have any insiders, Morgan. I so would tell me about what, Warner Brothers. It's amazing how many how many TV shows and movies fall under that uh, Warner Brothers umbrella. You don't realize it until you see all the films and the TV shows. Then what we did was like a, a tour set, and you'd go around to all these locations, and it's actually really interesting to see because they've, they've used these areas for years and years and years, but they change things. Like they'll obviously have to, you know, put props and whatnot in place, and it just um, it was really cool to see that. Like many TV shows that I've watched, the cafe that they use is the exact same in many of those shows. It was awesome. And you saw the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Gorgeous. That was cool as well. We walked pretty much, I'd say, 70% of it. Um, there were a lot of names on there that I had no idea who, who they were, but you did see you know, quite a few famous people. That was one of those days that we walked a lot, and it was pretty warm. Mm. How long were you in L.A.? Because then you started to head up the Pacific Coast Highway, and of course, it's the longest day of the year, summer solstice. You got to see the sunrise and sunset that day. We spent um, two nights in L.A. When we left there, we actually headed up the Pacific Coast Highway and uh, spent time, uh, slept overnight, actually, at the former general manager of that radio station that I used to work for many years ago. That's right, because uh, he moved out west. did, and... They were, they were so gracious to, you know, welcome us into their home. Jack, you were amazed by the Golden Gate. By the time you got up to San Francisco, yet another landmark that you got to experience in the U.S., didn't you cross over it? Uh, when we went to San Francisco, Ron and I sort of um, split up for the day and did our own thing. And I went for a walk along the beach and then up to the Golden Gate Bridge. And actually before that, I should add, um, we saw, like, Helicopters. Everyone saw helicopters and these like drones, these massive drones. I forget what they're called. No, those are those are actually military helicopters called Ospreys, and they were they flew in just ahead of the president of the United States. Yeah. So um, I spent probably two hours waiting down there so I could try and see him, just so I could say I've seen Joe Biden. But Did you? Wasted my time. <laughs> you didn't see him. Oh, well, there were probably 10 men in black suits. He was one of them. So I, I might have, but I, I couldn't recognize it for sure. There was no way, you know, anybody would get that close. Yeah. They, were, they, they had the area uh, secured very well. But talk about perfect timing, eh? It's like, how often does that happen? And for someone who doesn't live in the country to see it, I, I thought it was quite interesting, the whole process and the amount of security that the president has, like, there were, I reckon, 25 vehicles transporting them. They have to close off roads. They've got guns. They do not let anyone near the president. It's it's crazy. Like, our prime minister does not get that treatment. Oh, really? No? He probably has one security guard. One? They make their um, prime minister drive their own car. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's true. <laughs> no. It's New Zealand, mate. We don't have guns. That's the thing. People aren't going to do anything like that. Wow. So there's one big difference between our countries right there. Now, you saw perhaps 
the ugliest display that I saw from your adventure, and it was a bathroom absolutely littered with graffiti, Jack. Yeah, so when I walked across the bridge at the other end, I had to go to the toilet. So I went in, and it was disgusting. Like, the whole ceiling, all the walls were covered in graffiti. And it wasn't, like, cool graffiti like you see on walls of, like, buildings. It, it was, was vile. Everything. It was everything. <laughs> now, you did not see that level of graffiti elsewhere in the country? No, not at all. That was definitely the, the, the most that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it literally looks in this picture like somebody or multiple people just literally go in with spray paint cans and just leave their mark behind. Yeah, well, that's some people's mindset. I don't get it, but they can live their life. All right, now that brings you to what is the final part of your journey with Rock and Ron Sedaly. You have landed in Washington after having driven with Rock and Ron 5,000 miles. You're in Washington State, up by Seattle. At this time when we're talking, you have now, Jack Gerling from New Zealand, reached the end of this big road trip. And you're about to go off and do Camp America and uh, we're going to bring on Ryan in a second because Ryan is one of the guys that you're visiting at this very end of your trip. Jack, would you do it again? I would, but not the same route. I, I don't think in the next 15, 20 years I'd do it. I think when I am older and I have a family, I'd love to bring them back here and do exactly what Ron and I have done because it's just been so eye-opening and it's just been incredible, the experience traveling across the country and going through each different state because in reality, America is so big. Each state is like its own country. The people are different. The culture is different. And it's it's been one hell of a trip, that's for sure, Morgan. Will you come back even if it's just for, say, a visit to Connecticut or a stop in Florida or in Texas or somewhere else? Do you think you'd do that even if it didn't involve the big round trip across country adventure? Sure. I mean, there's, there's quite a few places that we haven't been to, and I'd be more than keen to go there and explore. Rock and Ron, what about you? You're about to make the cross-country trip home, which won't be as adventurous, but I'm sure you'll make it fun nonetheless. I could see myself doing this many times because there are so many different routes you can take. Ryan, go cool. I know you've been there watching this whole interview unfold before your very own eyes, and I want to ask you, what's it like meeting Jack from New Zealand and getting to see Ron from the other side of the country at the very end of their adventure. And welcome, by the way, to Spotlight Connecticut, Ryan. Well, thanks. I haven't met Jack before. I met Ron, but it's like, you know, an old friend that you haven't seen in a little while. And it's just like, oh, hey, Jack, how you doing, man? Um, they've had the most epic adventure. I will say that. I've done a road trip myself, but these guys... They've done a better road trip than I <laughs> I think so. I think that this is pretty hard to beat for anybody. I know. Rock and run. Final words. This this whole thing for me has been it's been the excursion of a lifetime for me. Jack, okay. your final words. I just want to say here on the radio, I want to say a massive thank you to Ron, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart because. This has just been such an experience, and I'm a poor kid. I'm 18, and he, he's financed a large majority of this trip, and I, I really do appreciate it, mate. 
And thank you, Jack, for joining. I've got to say, Jack, after all this time, I have to ask, what's with the yellow Crocs, man? (laughs) Yeah, the yellow Crocs. Um, I brought them over from New Zealand, and it's sort of just become a funny thing, like... um, I even managed to get Ron, get Ron to join. We were the Croc twins. We'd be walking down the street, and this lady, she, she yells from her car, Hey, nice Crocs, guys! Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they're iconic, and they're, they're in trends now. I, I even got myself a yellow San Francisco beanie, and it matches perfectly. Rock and Ron and Jack, thank you guys so much for coming on Spotlight Connecticut our Spotlight USA edition. Heck, it makes me want to get in my car after doing the show here. Head out west to one of our sister stations. Maybe we'll do that one day. Maybe that would be a cool show. Cunningham from California, we could call it. In my dreams. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080.